Hi guys, my name is Maggie, as you guys already know, and I'm your host here at TV That Made Us. Thank you guys for joining us for the second season. I am so excited. If you guys have not heard TV That Made Us before, I encourage you guys to look at the link below. I have all of the episodes there. I did um, an episode on Digimon, on Supernatural, on Charmed, on all of my favorite shows. And if you guys are new here, I want to welcome you guys and tell you guys that I am a media producer and I'm always interested in the way that media, especially narrative, film, and television, influences culture and society. So I always say you are what you watch, you are what you consume, especially in this day and age of binge watching. So on this show, I sit down with my friend and we discuss some of our favorite television shows and their influences on us. On this episode, we're talking all about Hey Arnold, one of our favorite Nickelodeon shows. This half-hour animated series aired from 1996 to 2004. The show did a wonderful job of portraying serious adult and complex subjects with humor, heart, and kid smarts. Arnold lived with his grandparents who are landlord in their building, which is a boarding house. So he's exposed to a lot of different personalities and cultures from his tenants. Outside, Arnold is a sympathetic and compassionate friend, a neighbor, a neighborhood hero who helps out whenever he can. Though they're supposed to be between 9 and 11 years old, Arnold and his friends face disappointments, heartbreak, and loss. To discuss why we love this show so much and why it still resonates with us today, I have my friend and fellow Nick lover, Elizabeth. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Um, as you know, my name is Elizabeth, and I am a media personality. You can check out all my work. I do reviews and all that on Instagram at Elizabeth underscore reporter. Um, I am so excited to talk about Hey Arnold because I am a 90s lover. I grew up in the 90s and I'm just super excited. So, um, so many of the shows are coming back. We actually went to see Cal from Kenan and Cal. Yes. Because all that is coming back. They have a brand new season. Um, I also heard one of my favorite Nick shows, Are You Afraid of the Dark, is also coming I back. I heard that too. I And it's from the same producers of okay. It. Oh, so really? I am, Maybe it's I, actually going to be scary this time because looking back at them, I'm like, oh, it wasn't really that no. scary. You guys, I did an entire episode on Are You Afraid of the Dark before? So I feel like this is, you know, it's like one episode after another and it's all about these revivals, these shows that are coming yeah. back um, that still resonates with us. So um, what were some of your other favorite shows besides Hey Arnold and why did Hey Arnold stood out to you? Um, well, Nickelodeon-wise, I loved Rugrats. I loved Cat Dog. Um, gosh, it's like so hard to think right now because there's so many that I love. Of course, Are You Afraid of the Dark? All that. Oh, man, so many. Uh, <laughs> well, Hey Arnold, though, I really liked it, though, just because um, episodes like in their series that they had, they, they had a, a storyline that um, had to do with everyday life, basically, and they had a lesson in it. So I... And hey, Arnold, they always have, you know, different types of lessons, you know, I felt it basically. So and we'll definitely discuss some of the lessons um, as we move on. But I, I have to say, for me, it was the fact that he lived in a building. So in most shows, like I, I used to also watch Doug and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they same. lived in a house and I, I grew up in New York City and I lived in a building with neighbors and uh, the noises and the complaints and things like that. So I, I felt 
that connection to him and i felt like oh the city and he took the bus yeah and see that's and the, the thing train. too back then i didn't realize it was new york until actually moving to new york i'm like and that's why i asked you before i'm like was i supposed to be based in new york because it actually makes sense because living here now i'm like oh okay it you know but being younger because you know i grew up in the suburbs and all that so i didn't really understand but it all makes sense now it all makes sense all right liz so we were just discussing um you know, all about where we grew up and, and how similar or how different it was from here, Arnold. You know, I grew up as, like again, I grew up as a city kid and I lived in a building with friendly and not so friendly neighbors. Did you have a sense of community where you grew up? Because you were talking to me about the suburbs. I think we had a community because even being younger, like we, I had neighborhood friends and, you know, we didn't really have the technology that we do these days. So our fun was playing outside and coming together and we would go we have a pond down the street from um, where i grew up so we would go down there and play and we have a park that you can walk to so we did all that type of stuff and we even had neighborhood cookouts like once a year i mean that, that is a sense of community i think and they had the fire truck people come out and you know ambulance and then they'll let us like ride in their truck I, it was all we were all together i i want to discuss more a little bit about in terms of like hey arnold because i think the community which was called hillwood city it was like a, kind of like an, another character, especially if you guys ever watched the movie, which we will discuss. Hillwood City, the creator says that it's a mixture between like Seattle and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that's why when you move to New York, you're like, OK, yes, definitely. I yeah. see it now. <laughs> the buses, the yeah. train. Um, and the, then me not knowing that P.S. is for public school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to get into the fact that Hey Arnold was like a little bit of like a neighborhood hero. And he was loved by everyone, including... Helga, who used to bother him all the time, we'll discuss her later. Um, but I remember one of the things that I remember the most about Hey Arnold, the episodes that I feel like made me laugh the most, have to do with the tenants. So um, I didn't know this. I had to look it up. But the boarding house was called Sunset Arms. And I don't know if I just missed it when I was a kid and I just didn't know. Or if they never mentioned it or they mentioned it in one episode, but I just didn't know that. And then I looked it up and it was called Sunset Arms Boarding House. And I don't know if you remember, but there were these um, really quirky um, neighbors. One of them was Oscar. Um, and I, what I liked about the neighbors, too, that reminded me of where I used to live was the fact that they were all immigrants. I don't know if you caught that. Because they, yeah, they all have accents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yeah, they all have accents. But I just realized right. Oscar. I don't know where he was supposed to be from, though. Yeah, I think he was um, Scottish. No, I don't know. I don't Not remember. Scottish. But I remember he had an accent and um, he had a wife. And I I felt that there was some sort of like weird, like looking back at it now, you guys can definitely go back and check out some of the episodes. But I felt like his wife didn't like him. Like he was like a, like a, <laughs> a loser. <laughs> he was definitely like a loser. He was always like um, he didn't have a job. He didn't. Ha- exactly. He didn't have a job. And, and, and he couldn't w- read that one time. He couldn't read. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I don't know. Like I, I love the episode where um, he has to take care of the baby for the first time. I don't oh, know if yeah. you remember. It was yeah, I, a, I love the episode. And he has Hey, uh, hey Arnold or Arnold <laughs> yeah. um, uh, come out and, and help him out. Um, but he was always like very whiny and complaining. And I don't know why I always felt like his wife might have beat him up. Like, I don't know why I felt like there was some sort of that. But, you know, (laughs) going back to what you said about them being immigrants, it does make sense now because the fact that, you know, Oscar did have an accent. Well, all of them did, but Oscar did have an accent. But the fact that he couldn't read like that, you know, being a kid, like I didn't think of it that way because maybe he's like 
you know, not from America. That's not his first language to know how to read. I just thought he was stupid. So, you know, thinking about it now, I was like, oh. I think we all thought that he was like a loser and stupid. Yeah. And then the, the episode came about. And I think that's, you know, we we will all, we will have this, this theme all throughout the episode. But it's like how they incorporated the fact that maybe he, again, he was an immigrant. Yeah, so maybe he couldn't language. get a job either. He couldn't get a yeah, job. So maybe, we didn't know. Yeah. I think if it was, if he Arnold was today, they would have probably been like, oh, you know, like maybe he was like a DACA recipient or something like yeah. that. I don't know. So you know which other um, character I really liked? I liked the Korean guy. Mr. Um, Wynn. Mr. Wynn. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, he, you reminded me that he had this very like emotional episode mm-hmm. um, where he finally reunites with his daughter yeah on christmas yes and um him uh, oscar and ernie um ernie was like the little i don't think guy. ernie was an immigrant though i don't think yeah me neither i think it's just a midget <laughs> right like he like there was nothing wrong with him besides that yeah i know but he was like he was like an angry little person because like, he's little you didn't see that listen well, not all little not all people that are little <laughs> but did you not angry. see that video recently on Instagram with the little guy and he was um no got- yeah definitely I, I definitely saw that and I was yeah. like oh my god like just putting me- shame to our to my it's like community. Ernie though he was always angry you he know? was he was he was angry and um I one of my favorite episodes was the family fight episode where mm-hmm. they kind of had to come together under um Arnold and his grandparents are that are you know the landlords yeah and they came together and they kind of like form a little family yeah and at the end they won up a prize and they were yeah. up against helga's family yeah who were you know they had like yeah they were dysfunctional <laughs> but like they they liked each other they just didn't know how to communicate or like yeah. they weren't they they basically they wanted to win at the end of the day and yeah. i think um helga's parents would which will we we will be discussing later um they had like other motivations for doing the the show but um i really really liked the episode i and looking back at it now i don't think that there's another show that i can think of that had like immigrants in it um and then besides them look so outside of the boarding house um one of the cool things about um, arnold's neighborhood and going back to like the sense of community um i don't know if you know but obviously you do but there was like so many different like legends like urban legends that they had, like they had like the Monkey Man, the Stoop Kid, Bird Man, Ford Eye Jack, Pigeon Dino Man, Sp- um, Dino Spumoni, <laughs> um, and I don't know if it's just me and I'm like reaching here, but I'm looking at episodes now and I see that they all, in a way, suffer from something. Like they were either like homeless. You think Stoop or, Kid was homeless? No, not all of them, or but like Man. some of them were like probably homeless. Or they had like um, I know Pigeon Man like like suffering from like loneliness and things yeah. like that, which is very typical of like the city life. When you moved here as like a uh, suburb person, <laughs> yeah, do you feel like it's a little weird because like neighbors don't really sometimes don't really talk to each other. Or, like there's no like once you go inside your apartment, that's it. Like you're basically by yourself, well, and there's like no no like sense of family. Well, my roommate, she was she me and her became. Close. I mean, that's like all we have basically because, you know, she's from Korea and I mean, we have each other, but I mean, it's a big difference, you know, I can understand the loneliness part because like when I moved here, I didn't have any friends. I had my roommate and that took time. Not not having any friends. I can understand how the pigeon man found comfort in the birds because they were always there for him. If you guys go back, I feel like if you watch the show again you will be able to see how each and every one of them, at the end of the day, they were like a metaphor for yeah. something, either loneliness, um, uh, homelessness, 
um, even mental health to a certain degree. Okay, there's this legend or there's this person, but there's more to it than just that. There's yeah. more to it than just being in a stoop or something. Yeah. Yeah. True. And um, this all goes back to the movie. Now, do you remember the movie? Yeah. And how many you were talking about it before? I didn't realize it had to do with gentrification. Well, we were little. We didn't Well, know. even, I didn't still even like till this day until like the other day realizing like, oh, wow, like putting, piecing it together. Like that really is about gentrification. And again, like I can't talk because I feel like I'm a part of the problem, you know, <laughs> moving, moving from the South to here and all that and everything's, you know, getting built up. And like you said, there's people who, you know, are displaced afterwards. Yeah. And then like people like me who are willing to pay the price because you know coming from the south we already were told like new york's expensive so the price we get here we're thinking okay that's like the price it's supposed to be if you guys don't remember a quick synopsis of the story i just uh, so we have been talking about the community and how all of the episodes are built around arnold's relationship with everyone in the in everyone in his neighborhood and the people that live inside the boarding house and then the school and then the community and so for years because we've been building on this on this show and on this story when the film came out i think it had a great impact because it was all about this um this man this really rich and powerful man that came to the town and said i want to you know destroy the town and make a huge shopping center for everybody and everybody that you know has been living in new york city that are my age that um have noticed how um the city has changed. Like, for example, I, I live in the Bronx um, near the Fordham area. And when the first thing I saw was a Burlington Coast factory, like that mm-hmm. was not there before. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Burlington is here. I used to think it was a good thing. Then I saw a Starbucks and I was like, oh, my God, I don't have to go to Manhattan anymore <laughs> to get a Starbucks. Like that was amazing. But now I know now I know better that once you see a Starbucks the first Starbucks pop up in your community, that's it. That's the end of it. That that's that's when it all goes downhill from there because then you have these bigger stores that come in and take away all of the, the mom and pop shops. So do you think there. that only has to do with the north though? Because like where I'm from, there's got a new Starbucks down the street from my parents' house. Oh yeah, things are about to change. But I mean, do you have that gentrification too, like in those type of like cities? Yeah, I, gentrification happens um, everywhere. I think it's you see it more in in cities because the city the pace is different Mm. um people move move quicker um and also we have a lot more um immigrants coming in and then they have their own shop their own skills um a lot of i feel like especially queens if you ever um go there if you guys ever go to queens it's the most diverse borough and i was watching this short documentary on it and it was all about how you know, you get off of, at the airport and right away you are able to pick out an area where you see your family or your friends there. And then they have a business and then right away within like a year or two, you get your own. Like mm-hmm. you get your own version of that same shop because they're part of the same community. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's like the Jewish community, then there's like the Latino community. Um, there's a, a, a large um, Middle Eastern community. And it's it's as if you're in a little bit of like a uh, of like a microcosm of the world in Queens, mm-hmm. and everybody's able to just as soon as soon as they got get off the yeah. the airplane, they're able to be like, yeah, look at that, that's my person. I know this person, or I, I know that they're from where I am, 
and um, they create like their own little sense of community. But then what happens is that someone comes in kind of like what happened with in Hey Arnold. They have money and they say that the things that they're bringing are better for the community. Yeah. I mean, I thought I thought about it in that sense as well. And then it wasn't until I worked in community media that the question came to be about, okay, they're making the community better. But then for whom? Because definitely not everybody in that community, for example, even in Fordham, not everybody that lives around that area can afford Starbucks. Yeah. Or can Maybe because I'm from the, you know, the South, I didn't look at it as gentrification, you know, watching the movie because we're used to like stuff getting built up. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're used to having that type of stuff and our like, we don't have bodegas. We don't have all that stuff. You know what I mean? We have gas stations everywhere, like different ones. And I, I wouldn't necessarily eat a sandwich out of there, but being from where I'm from, I didn't look at it that way. And and I can see how that's more messed up, you know, and that's more heartbreaking having that done here because, again, like, even having a bodega, that could be, like, family-owned and all that. If you're tearing that down, you know, they're going to be out of a job. And a lot of times those higher-end companies are going to hire within. So, and not realizing that it was New York too, hey, Arnold, you know, it, it all makes – like I said, it all makes sense now, like, why that was bad when the guy coming in because – He's saying it's better, but it's not necessarily better for, you know, that community itself versus where I'm from. It could have been better for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can. I and, and definitely with the whole hiring within, because a lot of the times one of the biggest arguments is this will bring jobs to the community. Yeah. But then that doesn't really that doesn't really happen. It actually just displaces the people there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that even if we as kids didn't understand or didn't have the vocabulary to say, oh, that's gentrification. Because the show for years played out um, how important this community was, um, and, and then all the little intricacies that we've talked about, like the uh, the urban legends, um, the the actual neighborhood, and the boarding house, they all started me- to not only mean a lot to to Arnold, but then to the viewers, the yeah. little kids. So when they when they heard like, oh, you know, this this guy's coming in, and they they want to destroy um, something that we have grown up with. Um, it's, I know it, it may sound silly or it was just a movie, but then it, it really gives you a different perspective because that's happening now and it's happening in real life. And you're like, oh, this is exactly how Arnold felt. Stories of legend passed down from grade to grade. Gerald is the keeper of the tale. Take it away, Gerald. <coughs> they called him. Big Caesar? Stupid. Weezy. Monkey man. Pigeon man. Some say he's a force for good. Now, Arnold grew up with grandparents, and I felt like this was the first show that I watched where they weren't there wasn't really like a mom and dad as the protagonist of like with the main character. It was the grandparents. Did you find it weird at all when you were a kid that he was growing up with his grandparents, or you think that that was just normal? Um, I don't think it's necessarily not normal. For me, I mean, granted, it's not normal for like my life just because like I grew up with my parents and my grandparents lived in different states. But I had uh, people that I went to school with that um, grandparents would pick them up from school and all that. So like I didn't look at it like, oh, that's strange that his parents aren't around. For me, it was like uh, like it reminded me of when I when I lived in DR for like a little bit and I and I had my my grandmother be like my actual mom for a bit, basically. But um the grandparents, I thought that they were hilarious. I feel like they sometimes stole the show, the, the episode. Yeah. Um, the grandfather, his name was Phil. 
and the grandma was Gertie and they were old. They were very old. And there was like hints that they had like some sort of like, like they were like in their, they were like in their late, maybe 80s or early uh, 80s or something. I don't think they were 80s. But they were definitely like some, like there was a lot of episodes and. Um, I felt like they were in their 60s. I think that they were older. But even being younger, we thought 50 was old because back then they had people with canes being 50 years old and then knowing 50 year olds now, they're nothing like that. No, but I definitely know that they were older because there was a lot of hints that they they were very forgetful. They were like senile. I know like the grandmother um, went in and out of sanity, basically. Sometimes she was there and she was present. And then sometimes she thought that she was like, um, still being like chased by somebody or I just thought she had issues that's all <laughs> no 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 she definitely I felt like she was she had a, maybe a little bit I don't of think Alzheimer's. 80s though and I I know. I know there was a, a an episode I saw like maybe like a few days ago and the grandpa the grandpa like just he, he would always joke and say things like well you know I'm you know how forgetful I am and like he would just you know be haha because I I don't know if you remember but um, Arnold was the one who collected the rent like yeah. he didn't it wasn't his grandparents that did that he but i don't doubt a lot in the in the uh i wouldn't think that they were like mentally like you know like that old i would think more so uh rugrats grandfather was more oh. like that because <laughs> he was always going back in the pre- present i mean in the past or whatever talking about stuff and getting stuff confused and then going back to sleep and the waking up like oh you know what i mean yeah i don't he definitely fall asleep he yeah i i can i can compare them i feel like he's probably older than you know hey arnold's grandparents even if they were old or they were senile or they had alzheimer's whatever it was they loved arnold and they were yeah. always very supportive of him um i think his grandmother always gave when she was lucid <laughs> she would give him like awesome advice yeah do you remember when she taught him uh, taught him the the trick with the with the fly oh the, yeah the, yeah the ninja trick yeah um i remember that and she was very like politically inclined remember that she was like a feminist i like how she broke yeah. into um the what was it the aquarium for the turtle you remember and she wore all black and the, helped the kids yeah she was like a um uh, an activist yeah. in her day so yeah. like she it, it stuck with her and and i think that that's where arnold probably gets the whole sense of like i need to protect people yeah. or my community and whatnot and i just felt like um phil was just also like super um hilarious um let's talk a little bit about arnold's parents so what we knew from the show or what was told to us was that they were like explorers right they yeah like basically like the wild thornberry parents something like to me like something like that but i think this came out i like how you made another like nick reference yeah (laughs) but like this came out before that so who knows like maybe why thornberry took it from well no i mean it was a profession they were like they were um they were people that um like explore and they were helping in other countries too right um yeah and and uh, i don't know if they were if i can remember correctly i don't know if they were either a historian or um archaeologists and i want to say they were probably archaeologists so they were outside of the u.s and from what arnold from what his grandparents have told him they were never found yeah so it was implied at least from an adult perspective or like the grandparents too i felt like they thought that they probably died because they it's been years and there was no contact but arnold still had hope yeah arnold always had hope that they would probably come um come home or uh, and then he he would have like dreams and things and yeah where you know he would probably see his parents. That was low key cute. I'm just saying, I mean, that was a cartoon. And did you know <laughs> that um they had this episode called um the journal episode? And I think yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the journal episode was the last episode of Hey Arnold. 
it was yeah, the it was I, when it, was, it, it wasn't supposed to end like that though. it wasn't supposed to end like that yeah. but they ended it and what then they did a, a, a film or like a tv movie called hey arnold the jungle movie and that one kind of concluded the whole series around what exactly happened with his parents which we yeah. found out that they were like asleep there was like some sort of like yeah potion. it was like a spell thing they were under and all that and then they were able to finally um come yeah. home but um i actually uh, did some research and found out that the movie won an emmy for outstanding individual achievement in animation mm. um and there was it's like the whole story of like what it, what really happened to miles and stella who are here on those parents i cried like i cried too yeah like for one that's like real you're one you're reliving your childhood you know what i mean and two like having that ending you know like okay like he never gave up hope and then the fact that he found his parents and then even the fact that helga you know is part of the reason you know what i mean like she helped and then when they kissed at the end oh my gosh like that's actually where i cried too i'm like oh my gosh about time you know they kissed before but it's the fact that arnold kissed her you know and it's like this is what we've been waiting for even though they're technically still like kids but still this is what we you know we've been waiting for and i feel like this was the right way to close hey arnold you know what i mean even though it took forever but i feel like this was the right way um i i completely agree with you i felt that there was it was like a combination of our childhood because yeah. we grew up again as hey arnold we grew up with this mystery of like what mm-hmm. happened to them yeah. and will he reunite and then when you i mean obviously hey arnold stayed at the same age and we grew up and i personally felt that his parent had died because there was no contact or anything like that so it was like you said um going back and reliving a childhood but like an ending to our childhood yeah. because we finally got an answer and speaking of family i want to quickly before um we move on to some of some of my favorite question um let's talk briefly about the other family the other major family in the show which was helga's family so um <laughs> i girl like seeing it back again like see, seeing the episodes back um she was in a very disturbed family yeah like very weird dynamic like, and dysfunctional <laughs> family you know her dad was big like a beeper guy yeah he's more remember beepers on yeah <laughs> that, that's how you know how old the show is yeah and um so th- so it, now he would be kind of like a cell phone mogul or whatever probably but um he he had a big company and so he was always working he loved his older daughter who was like the perfect yeah girl and helga was always like the one who couldn't compete yeah and i know that when we had this discussion um we both came to the conclusion that you know what um her mom was an alcoholic you guys ever go back and watch and now as as adults um the mom was always like super droopy yes her eyes like she was always out of it and she was always forgetful like, too forget she was and, like, and i'm sorry remember when she fell asleep at the car and the wheel yes. of the car yes oh my god see i completely forgot that yes episode, but i remember now yeah and and it's just like it makes you think like like back then as kids you're not thinking of it that way but looking back at it now i'm like dang where was cps for real like when all this happened <laughs> exactly because um well they were like um really um powerful in town like i feel yeah. like nobody wanted to mess with helga's dad but um i remember vividly that her mom 
would just be very very agreeable and i told you i feel like she was like in a domestic violence yeah situation yeah (laughs) but you know the thing is even i think back then i feel like the writers and all that are smarter than what we think because i feel like even though this was like the 90s you know the early 2000s i feel like they knew that this type of show would be still watched you know from generation to generation and i feel like they they knew later on that we would understand later so i feel like they subliminally put all that stuff in there as a kid or even for the parents that are watching it with their kids because it's gonna it's gonna go beyond children you know what i mean it's for everyone and and i agree and even i mean obviously we're doing this this show where we are like you said, like we are um, going into like a different generation is still making making sense and making points to it. Um, I I have to say that um, being also um, an educator and working in schools, kids pick up on everything. And I feel like um, even if that wasn't their intention, I feel like Hey Arnold represented a variety of different kinds of family. Yeah. Like not everyone had, like you mentioned, like not everyone grew up with their mom and dad they yeah. probably grew up with a single parent household or maybe like myself or maybe they grew up with their grandparents yeah and maybe some households were just exactly as yeah. helga's parents it yeah. was like the dad was always working mm. um there was a favorite child which oh my god is and I she was like so smart and all that and- right and then um and then the some parents might be in a situation where they have to agree with the other one like yeah. helga's mom and she couldn't the other thing too is like she couldn't even like defend her daughter I think yeah she couldn't even be there and, for her. and i think all that so has sad to, exactly and i and i feel like that all has to go with the reason why helga's the way she is towards arnold i think she was looking for love because she wasn't getting it at home and arnold of course was the nice guy and all that and even though she was a little crazy with the shrine and all that but i feel like that was like her uncomfortable like this is i don't get this at home this is who i can get this from or try to get this from secretly or you know, I don't think she had that connection with her parents. And so when she found it with Arnold, she hung on to it and, you know, was a little obsessed. But I, I think also like she might have just been just plain old jealous of Arnold just because Arnold, not only did he get along with most people, um, but he was he was well loved and taken care of even when his parents weren't around like the tenants. I, don't think I she felt was jealous. I think that he, that she saw how, um, you know, he used to get uh, uh, advice and affection and parenting from his grandparents, but also the tenants in the in the boarding house. While she had her both her biological parents were there and her biological sister, and she couldn't even get the attention from. I don't, them. I don't think she was. I don't think she was jealous of Arnold per se because of that. I just think she gravitated more to him, so she can get that. So I don't think she was more. I think it was just she was more jealous of Lila until she realized, you know lila was poor you know what i mean because you you never know you people only show you what they want to show you you know and lila was like oh i'm just a sweet girl blah 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 and then you know arnold liked her and you know that's where helga i think you know was jealous in but then when she realized in that episode that um lila was poor and you know her dad lost a job and he ate the last can of uh, i'm sorry that was I, so funny no, i know <laughs> just to conclude there was an, an entire episode called um helga on the couch and it was all about when she went to a therapist and talked a lot about mm-hmm. everything like her yeah. family and arnold um and i just felt like she was one of those characters that even if we thought that she was kind of weird and crazy and creepy 
more than what we would ever know a lot of kids might have related to her mm-hmm. in that regards and being in, in in maybe in a in a family where um she doesn't get the attention that she really deserves you know helga maybe we were wrong about you maybe you're not like the rest of us you're right Rhonda. i'm not like the rest of you i'm not wearing a mask <gasps> i mean look at us tin foil in our hair, gloss on our faces, high-heeled shoes? Why are we wearing these? We're already taller than the boys. But Helga, this is what girls do. So some of my favorite episodes are the ones dealing with the young girls like Helga and Rhonda and Phoebe. Who are your favorite characters? I did like Helga. She was entertaining. I liked Eugene. I liked Eugene because he was clumsy. Like, Let's talk about some of our favorite episodes for me most of my the favorite episodes i that i love are the ones that revolve around helga and arnold not just because they, they were the main couple but i felt that they weren't a couple well they weren't they, <laughs> i mean you know they she wished <laughs> I, I she definitely did and I, I i think with with helga and this is why i i enjoyed watching her was because part of me felt that i was a little bit like helga because i was boy crazy when i was younger um <laughs> I definitely did not have a shrine made out of gum, um, but I definitely fantasized about like what would my wedding be to this person. I mean, I think we all have done that before. But I was very obsessive with people. I oh, I, I used to I write in my. I, I mean, have you ever had? Have you ever wrote like in your notebook? That your last name. Yes, I'm gonna say everybody's done that. That's like I, a kid thing. I know, but I felt I felt like oh my and god, and your kids' you names, know? and I also felt like. Oh, you know what? Maybe what I'm feeling is, which is, again, the whole point of like, you know, really great uh, teen and and young children's TV show is the whole point is like, oh, I'm not weird. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like I was weird anymore because I'm like, well, if they writing this story and, you know, uh, Helga does it, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not as weird as her, but I'm okay with feeling the the feelings that I'm feeling because she's okay or like it's being represented on, yeah. t- on TV. Some of my favorite episodes are Helga on the Couch, um, which I mentioned before where she talks about like her family and everything. What's Opera, Arnold, when they go to the opera for the first time. I like the music. And then another episode I liked um, was Miss Perfect. And I know that you didn't like Lila, but I love this episode because, again, it proves that no one is perfect. I know, but the episode, like, it was... It was sad, but also, again, like I was saying earlier, it was funny. Just because, like, when they were in the room, it's like, it, and she's like, I didn't get a, the job, honey. I got laid off, whatever happened. And then she was like, it's okay. We still have that can, whatever food it was. And then he's like, no, I just ate that for lunch. I'm sorry. Like, that still, like, makes me laugh till this. It's just the way he said it. Like, I don't know. Like, it was hilarious. But Helga was in the window watching and, you know, hearing and seeing what happened. And I think that's what was, like, her turning point. And you may think somebody is perfect. And then you see what they're actually going through. That episode really got to me. Um, And even though... um. I, I I was I was young and maybe I d- it didn't get it right away. I remember when I was in high school, I went to a very you know privileged high school where a lot of the people there had money and I didn't. And I felt that some of them were like super like oh if only I've had the money that they had, yeah. Um, or if only I had the clothes that they had. And then you get into knowing them a little bit, and I think that maybe you start off like that, maybe in your freshman or uh, sophomore year, and then you get to senior year when you probably get to know them better, and you're like, you know what, I'm cool. I'm cool with the little bit that I have because at least I have a mom or at least I have like yeah. somebody that takes care of me at home. I don't have money, but I 
you know i have this other opportunity or i have like really good friends yeah so it all balances out and even with that i had um because i went through private school too but i I only i went till i was 12 but um i had people like i used to work with they used to get mad at me because they thought quotation marks that my parents had money and like i had a car um you know clothes all that stuff but what they didn't know was I had to earn that stuff whether my parents had it or not like they they made me like I like even my car like my mom made me buy it from her I had to pay my own cell phone bill all this like it's it's to me it's like the outside looking in like you don't know what's really going on you really don't know and I think that you have to understand like like Lila was perfect but also like she it wasn't like she was mean it was just more of like perfect it is more of like we all thought including Rhonda, like oh you know she's just too smart or she's too much of everything and then at the end it's like she probably has to be because like her her dad also looks like like he doesn't like really, he cares about money yeah he cares about money but like he doesn't the mama's it, bougie too and and i feel like she was like probably somebody that would eventually be the breadwinner of, of that household like she had to be good in school she had to be the overtly friendly one because like you don't they didn't have that. She didn't have a again like this whole thing of like family and parental figure. She didn't. Yeah, have she didn't even have a home. mom either. Right. Yeah. So she probably had to be good in school. You know, um, trying to you know at, at least pretend like she knows what she's talking about, so that she can probably fit in with everybody else. Yeah. Um, and then finally, one of the one of my other favorite episodes in the episode that is super, but also something that affected me because I also I was also a person that thought. Like I needed to be perfect all the time, um, and it's called, the episode is called Phoebe cheats, and it's all about when Phoebe I remember she cheats, trophy. and she has like an Emily Dickinson um, little statue, and she it's haunted by the statue because she knew that she didn't. Deserve For the longest it. time, I thought that statue reminded me of like the Aunt Jemima cereal, Ami syrup. Oh my god, yes, yeah, that used to always remind me of that. But I remember in that the. the um, that's a lesson for children. But it was also, you know, this whole thing of like Phoebe suffered a lot from anxiety because she wanted, again, to be perfect and to have like, these perfect grades and yeah. be perfect in academia. And um, she, you know, she couldn't be. And I mean, obviously, the stereotype is like she was Asian. Yeah. Like, you, you know, know, back then, knowing now, I'm like, wow, they, they they really did do that about being Asian. Right. Right. And she was a good friend to Helga, but she was more of like, OK, a I need to, to be. Helga too. She, she wanted to be perfect in school and when she couldn't she didn't if, if she didn't have like a perfect a in her record she would freak out that's when she yeah. panicked and that's like this whole episode is about but um do you have some favorite episodes that you remember because i know that you liked the episodes that have to do with like horror i remember yeah um one of them was the headless cabbie i really liked that one and then the one with the the haunted train and they had to like get the conductor um, or when they snuck out at night to go see if it was true. But at the end, like, they show the, the conductor, like, playing, like, the accordion on the train singing. Those are my favorite. Also, side note, I do remember one of my other favorite characters. She wasn't, like, a main character, but it was Ruth. I liked her because she had braces. I thought she was pretty just because of that. So I really liked her because of that. But um, I also liked another episode. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but they it was about the sixth graders. And, um... I what Arnold and Gerald, I they were like they're in the, it was like the swimming pool or whatever. I just remember the phrase he used to say, "Come over here, no, you come over here." Like I just I remember that like that was like one of my favorites. And also when the coach Arnold helped him, I think to win a trophy or something like the bowling tournament, 
you know Arnold's always helping people like that was one of my favorites as well i was also thinking of um the episode with curly when he goes a little crazy with the with the, the with the kickballs yeah 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 there was i mean i'm telling you i feel like this show has something for everybody the fact that we are still able to watch it mm-hmm. and still get something out of it as yeah. adults really speaks to the story, the animator, like you said, I feel like they really, whether they it was intended or not, they probably had thought like, okay, in order to make this show last, last, yeah, and in order to make it so that um, even, I mean, nobody could predict something like Netflix or, or, yeah. or people rebooting the shows, but um, they they really did think ahead and they said, okay, these issues are not just issues of the 90s these issues are not issues pertaining to just city kids these issues are generational and they are universal yeah i mean it was it was a great show and it still is a great show yeah so i'm Uh, I'm, my nephew watches it and he's 12 so awesome i watch it again now because i have um pluto Pluto tv um if you guys didn't hear about it but pluto tv is an app that you can use on um smart tvs a free app it's a free app and it basically has like um different channels and and you can watch older content there so the only thing is like it has commercials i feel like you know that's like the price you pay for having hulu something has free. commercials <laughs> uh, that's pay for true. <laughs> um but hulu has more more of like the new shows and yeah. then pluto has a lot of like the hey arnold and the regrets and um jimmy neutron and things like that but um, Liz, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and talking about one of our favorite shows. Um, this this definitely revealed to me that not only was I right in picking this show as like TV that really made us, mm-hmm. but also that we can still enjoy like as yeah. adults. Yeah, same. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you had me. And I look forward to being on another episode. Yes. And if you guys have a TV show, um maybe a, another like animated show from the 90s because i feel like 90s animation cannot be beat yeah 90s um, were the best era definitely um please let me know um you can reach me at at happy girls diaries or at pink leo productions you guys already know that and if you guys want to talk more to liz and about her favorite shows you can reach her at elizabeth underscore reporter or twitter which i don't really use but liz reporter or you hit me up on facebook at elizabeth white yes definitely thank you again and you guys thank you guys for listening and i hope that you guys are enjoying your summer and i can't wait to show you guys more of my favorite shows this upcoming season here at tv that made us